All right, welcome to the BJJ Counselor Podcast. I'm your host, Bakari Kill. And, and I am Alanda. What's All up, right. guys? What's going on, everybody? So, today what I wanted to do was talk about retention. I saw a crazy Instagram post where they talked about some uh, some crazy numbers and retention rates. And it, it sparked my interest. And I just wanted to discuss that a little bit with uh, gyms and, and how that goes. And also... I wanted to talk about uh, injuries. You know, I've recently suffered one myself, and then also uh, someone in our BJJ community that we all follow and know uh, has also suffered an injury, and I just want to talk about him as well. Cool. How's everything been going, though? You say you suffered an injury? Yeah, yeah, y'all. So as you know, I had a a finger injury. I was, you know, we were doing some. I was doing some grip fighting uh, during a roll, and my rolling partner. Uh, you know, when I grabbed his finger, he pulled back, you know, with this, when I grabbed his, you know, the uh, the collar, he pulled back and it snapped. My finger snapped back and I could just feel it from there. My finger started to swell. And even, you know, um, I thought that it would heal. You know, I iced it. I took some ibuprofen, etc. And that helped a little bit. But then what ended up happening is uh, it was, I think it was, I was just sitting on a bed and I just grazed my finger across my thigh and I could feel like it was felt like separating and I, mm. I you know I was like ah and so oh um goodness. yeah and, and so uh it, it went down a little bit you know I was able to wrap it up and go to class you know we did our uh, homemade splints you know and yeah you had and, me make a cast for you <laughs> and then uh so that was work for a little bit and then I said you know um I, I it it swelled up to almost twice the size and I said well let me go I went to the you know <laughs> You know, use use our insurance, and so I went to uh, the urgent care, care center, center, yeah. And they took an X-ray of it, and they stated that there were no bones broken. However, it might be a problem with the, the tendons. And he said, if it keeps bothering me, he wanted me to go see an orthopedic specialist, mm. so I can you know get a get a look at it. But it's it's actually you know um, the the swelling stopped. It's uh, still bigger than than normal, but I have full range of motion and just a little bit of, of pain in it. So it's, it's healing up. So BJJ can be costly in a lot of ways. <laughs> true, true, oh, wow. true. I, you know, in the past, what I would do is I would just, all my injuries, I would just let them heal. <laughs> on their own. On their own, yeah. Self-medication. Yeah, exactly. On my other hand, I had my, my uh, middle finger pull almost all the way back. Oh and uh, and then I was like for a month or two, I just wrapped my my hand up every day and just put it inside when it was time to roll. Put it inside my shirt, and uh, it, it's yeah. Why? <laughs> it's oh just silly stuff like that. Over the years, you get little niggling energy uh, injuries, and you just instead of you know uh, taking care of it properly, you just say, okay, I'll just let it heal. And oh, I don't, wow. yeah, I don't know if that's always been the best. Uh, that's not the greatest yeah. thing to do at all. I think the, the last <laughs> you need time to go to the hospital. Yeah, yeah. I think the, the last time I went to the hospital, well, yeah, the last time I went to the hospital was maybe, uh, maybe 10, 12 years ago. Oh. We were doing an exercise where it was, uh, it was a quick guard pass. And I had this guy, he was, you know, about six feet something, 275 pounds, a, a relatively new guy. And when I went to to uh, block him, my leg was chicken winged and he fell on it. Mm. 
Mm. I let out a scream that I've never heard oh, before. It's like my. It's like I was looking up from the sky, looking down. <laughs> you know. You had an out of body experience. <laughs> all his all his weight, all two hundred seventy five pounds, was just on one part of my knee that was chicken wing. Oh no! Yeah, that's terrible. So, yeah, that's terrible. So, <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to laugh. Yeah, I was I was out six weeks. With, Unbelievable, with guys! Yeah, oh yeah. my god. But but uh, why do you take yourselves through this? I'm just kidding. <laughs> why why? I mean, with anything, I think any sport that any <laughs> any person plays, there are injuries or things that occur. If you love it, you know. Mm-hmm. But but what I've what I've done and, and what I said I would do is I kept going to class. You know, the first week and a half, I just went to class and I just watched. Okay. You know, I, I just watch. Just keep going to class. Yeah, just keep going. You, oh, so you just stay and you sit on the sidelines. Yeah. Even though you're injured. It's just presence is everything, right? Exactly. Just being there. I just, okay. you know, I, I was there. I was watching the technique. I, I was, you know, uh, capturing some film, you know, okay. which you guys can check out on Mouth Dark Comic, you know, on Mouth Guard Comic on Instagram YouTube. and YouTube, yeah. of course. And just, just making sure I stayed in the loop because in the loop, yeah. that's what's important is making sure you go and making sure that you continue to learn. Even you know? though you're injured, just don't take yourself out of the loop. Is that what you're saying? It, Stay yeah. in the matrix. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, home, the home environment, yeah, the home environment is very comfortable. You just sit up on the couch and, you know, eat cookies and and, <laughs> and do whatever you do at your house to relax. Drink, drink whatever you drink. Exactly. Yeah. Watch movies, TV, whatever it is, or you know. And that can that can be a, start to be a, a bad habit. Too, and, yeah. yeah, so I just keep up my consistency. I'm, you know, still get dressed up, go, you know, and you know, hang out with the guys, watch them roll, you know, and, and then uh, just keep up my consistency. Yeah. Okay. But um, speaking of injuries, now someone else that's in the news is Gordon Ryan. Oh yeah, Gordon Ryan. Yeah, he recently went to Instagram to let everyone know that he was hospitalized after he had a trip to Abu Dhabi where he suffered a severe case of strep throat. I mean, he said the strep throat was so bad that it resulted in his throat like swelling up and swelling shut. I mean, um, he said he had to have the doctors give him antibiotics for more than 40 days. And he said initially, like he was taking like some amoxicillin or penicillin or something like that, but it wasn't working. And so eventually they finally gave him like something like um, clindamycin. And I know about clindamycin because it's more like a a broad um, antibiotic. It's like one of the best broad antibiotics that you can take. Um, And, you know, it's very strong. So he said after he took that, he felt a lot better and um but there's another catch with clindamycin maybe we'll get to that later because it can also have issues with c diff but that's my medical thing background so but anyway we'll stay off of that but in addition to the infection situations that he had he said that he had to have a tonsillectomy and um he got some sort of deviated septum surgery yeah so um we just wish him uh you know a speedy recovery um, and I'm also interested in seeing like what kind of effect you know this is going to have on his absence in the BJJ you know community. What that effect is going to be? Right, right. But, because as we talked before in the past, I've, you know, I mentioned that I don't think that his skill wise he's going to have an issue. Even though you see a lot of guys that are coming up, Mirigali, uh, you say Big Dave from New Wave Jiu Jitsu. 
Uh, even he had a, you remember that purple belt that choked him out during drilling. I think it was drilling a practice uh, earlier in the year. But, you know, anything happens in practice. So I'm not saying that's the reason why. But guys skill-wise are getting, you know, very good. And he just had a match with Nicky Rod. Nicky Rod, Rod actually uh, popped his foot. Some people say broke his ankle, et cetera. Oh, but okay. like more popped his foot. But hey, if you don't say anything, you don't scream out, et cetera, then they're not going to stop the match. match so, yeah. you know, of course, Gordon Ryan won. He won. But that's that's still close, mm. you know. And in the past, you know, Gordon Ryan hasn't – he didn't tap to uh, uh, Craig Jones when they were in the EBI. And he and Craig Jones had him dead to rights with that arm bar. Mm. But he'd rather let his arm get popped as opposed to, to give up. Yeah. So. Uh, you know, essentially what I'm saying is that... For lots of perseverance, I'll say, you know. Yeah, there are people... Strength, there's toughness yeah. right there. While he's out, there are people skill-wise that are going to continue to get better. Yeah. You know, uh, but at the, the same time, I didn't think that's going to be his downfall. I think what's, what's really, you know, out there is just him having to deal with these oh, constant... Yeah. And no one wants to see anyone, you know, not be able to train or, or to compete because of injuries. Yeah, or, he said that because... He he was going through all this i guess he hadn't disclosed it to everyone but he wasn't even able to go to his um club to train because he felt he might you know the strep throat would be contagious for everyone so he had to stay away from them those same 40 days he was taking the antibiotics yeah. he was actually away from you know you know class and you know right. what I'm saying staying away from a lot of people missing like you know comp you know his training that he normally you know does his schedule that he has right and and as you know you know he was one of the beneficiaries of uh, of uh, <laughs> Donna here because of his memory, his ability to retain facts and information. However, there are a lot of people that are able to do that as well. Some of the yeah, new guys, a lot of when new you, guys are yeah, up. when they come yeah. in, some of the new way guys, especially from the model he set, you know. So they they you know you're growing in leaps and bounds, you know, while he's suffering these injuries, which is sad, you know, because you like to see him out there and. You know, competing, but but yeah, and so some of the guys that they have are new to the to new wave. They've said that they also have photographic memories, and, oh, okay. and they've been winning. You know, ADC, C, and you know, IBJJF, no IBJJF, yeah, competitions. Come to, yeah, you know, uh, you know, as well in the gi and no gi, and so those guys are continuously getting better and under Donna Harris tutelage. So they are going to be eventually challenging him. In the same ways that the B team broke out, and now those guys, Nicky Rod, and and others are going to be challenging him and the B team in the new wave group in the future. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be very interesting. That's why I'm I'm just interested in seeing what happens and what unfolds yeah. with him being absent. And know? also, because they got a lot of trials coming up for the ADCC and all these other competitions happening, so. And also, since he, you know, his stomach relapsed, the stomach issues, they relapsed again. He was talking about that that was another issue that has occurred because he's had all these medical conditions. And so he can't eat the way that he would normally eat or do the things that he would normally do in order to stay his stomach health to, to maintain. And with so, those antibiotics, they're cleaning out all, not only the good, but the bad, everything. Also, any probiotics that he was using to help regulate himself mm -hmm. stomach wise. That's like kind of like out the window. So it's almost like starting with a whole new slate. Because wow. it's basically wiped it all out, you know? Yeah. So whatever stability, because he did complain that he had earaches and headaches and, yeah. you know, all of the loss of appetite and nausea and all of that started to come back. So, you know, 
just wish him a speedy recovery. But, you know, you could see some signs of him <laughs> coming back. Uh, he posted a video with his middle finger to the world. So he's he's on the mend, I'm sure. So he'll be back. And I'm sure he'll be back as soon as he could. He can. So that's exactly. funny. Exactly. He's always entertaining. I'm going to tell you one thing about him. He knows how to market and strategize. You cannot say, you know, any. I mean, of course, he knows his grappling. And, and from the videos that you shared with me, all of the, you know, wonderful things he's done in BJJ and, and jujitsu. Um, I, I, I just see, you know, I just see, you know, he, him as like this masterful, like marketer, you know, exactly. Um, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's a, he's a, a masterful marketer. I tell you, it's just the, cause this comment section is constantly lit up. Like, I, I mean, and there is, and he allows both the, the people who follow him and wishing him, you know, the speedy recovery to come and well, as well as the haters that always fill his comment section. It's just, a, it's like really, a, it's entertaining at the same time, but it's just good to see like glimpses of him coming back and him recovering. So, you know, that's pretty good. Right. It's, know, it's from good. The injuries it's good stuff. to make sure that, you know, I hope that he feels better in the future. I don't want to see anything harmful to him. I know he has a lot of people that are, are haters. Hopefully it's just they're doing it within fun and it's not something that's malicious and it's just someone they just want to be against in terms of the bad guy. He projects himself as like a bad guy in a wrestler sense, but there are a lot of people that it's like the, the good and bad person on top of the shoulders who you decide to roll with. I know you somebody's got to be the villain and, and the hero. Like, how can he like, you know, put himself as like both the villain and hero at the same time? For some people, he's like the villain. And then for some people, he's like this massive hero. It's hilarious. And it's really wonderful to watch. I think I think in that it's like the most masterful marketing scheme or not scheme, but, you know, sort of program that you could come up with, like the best one that you could, you know, so I cool. think that's interesting. All right. All right. So the other thing that I wanted to talk about was the there was an Instagram post that I saw on uh, it was today. Really, it was a BJJ Fox cast and it was not a long clip. It was short. And it didn't have much context. However, what the guy stated was that he had 1,400 people that had signed waivers and come through his door, right? And only, out of those 1,400, only 12 people became blue belts. Oh. Now, they didn't say the time frame. Yeah, I was going to say they, how, over what time frame. Yeah, they didn't say about? over time frame. They didn't say what kind of classes, what kind of people they were, etc. Mm. It was just a short clip. But as you can guess, the comment section was lit a fire. I know. It was a firestorm, I'm sure. Because yeah. that, that doesn't sound right, even from somebody who's not really into the sport, to see that little progression. Exactly. And the, that many people come through. Yeah. something may not be right yeah 1400 people that's a lot of people and so I, I started to think i said well let me try to break this down a little bit so you have 1400 people come through your doors and 12 of them have achieved the rank of blue belt mm. so my question here here's what i i see first i would like to know how long have or how long has your school been open mm. with blue belts it usually takes on let's say i would say the average would be a year and a half to two years mm -hmm. two years probably falling on that likely model 
if and someone's that's when someone going to class I was someone going to schedule, say, like, let's say two to three times a, a week, week. Okay, okay. you know, about two years. It should take that. Okay. Uh, a year and a half, someone maybe three to four. A year, someone's going all the time. Sometimes people, they get it in 10 months. That's really, really rare. But that's someone who maybe goes six times a week to twice a day. You know, they're always in the gym. So you may have that, that, that kid scenario. So I, I wanted to know how long he's been open. Mm. Also, what I would like to know is, does he have, you know, a kid's class? You know, maybe he has a lot of people at the gym that are, you know, the children's classes where they don't get blue belts. They just train. And so he can't count those people as a part. But maybe he's just saying that as a part of the numbers. Oh. Additionally, another question I have is what type of schedule does the school has? Is it open, you know, um, morning and nights or is it just Monday, Wednesday, Friday? Okay. Or if it's just open at night. Because, in the evenings, yeah. yeah. Okay. Because what that can do is that gives an excuse of why you have so many people coming through your doors, but then you only have 12 blue belts. Yeah, so few blue, um, blue belts. Yeah, okay. because that would, you know, who've made it who's made it during that time. Because that would suggest, well, do you have any upper belts? Do you have any, you know, beyond blue purples yeah. browns you know blacks etc and so my guess is that answer is no yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what i'm guessing it yeah. just doesn't sound you know something right yeah something right. what is that what's that right. say something is fishy in denmark or something doesn't smell right in denmark i forgot the exact phrase yeah we'll have to look that something Either rotten. Way, in, something rotten is in denmark that's what Sam, something's rotten yeah, yeah. and yes yeah, sure. so what i think but i but if that is not the case then I think we have some severe problems in this gym mm, because in that gym, yeah, yeah and yeah, because yeah. because mm-hmm. if if you have fourteen hundred people going through your doors, then that means and then only twelve are uh are, have, a, have a chain of blue belt in a, a certain amount of time period. Then you are something's going on. Yeah, it's like are you trying to run a successful gym? That would be the the question that I have. Or are you trying to? to is it like a, a a project that you're trying to just mold some sort of champion that you have in your <laughs> mind, and you don't want you know you want to throw everyone else to the side? I don't know. You know, most people at open gyms they're doing it. Yeah, some people do it as they want to spread the art, but a lot of business owners are doing it so they can make a, a living. Yeah. And if they aren't, and if at they're gonna first, make a living, you have to have a certain system in place so that you can keep people coming in progressing and also you want to keep people you want to keep people period yeah, yeah. you want to make sure they stay yeah so you've got to have some sort of system in place for progression yeah and so you know? yeah so what i would what i would ask is the first thing because we we talked about this a, a little bit is you have to ask people because a lot of gyms you know they don't really do this they don't ask people what can I do for you? What can I offer you? Usually it's just, here's what, what we have we and either take it or leave it. Yeah. But if you have a lot of people going through your door, then maybe the question should be should be asked, go, well, what sorts of things are you interested in? What would you like to do? Mm. You know, or even we, you see what we have on our schedule. Is there something else that you would like to do that you don't see here? Mm. Those kinds of questions where even if you don't do it, you can say, OK, well, you can kind of get the feeling of what people want to do that are in your area and what they're saying, because mm. if they don't get it from you, they're going to go elsewhere. 
Mm-hmm. You know, and that's true. That's true. And, you know, I mean, they'll go elsewhere regardless because, you know, things happen, people move, location, mm-hmm. or whatever situation's going on. But, um, but I can see like how that can really drive them, like with that point you just made. Yeah. yeah they, if they're not getting it specifically from that in, that instructor or that gym, they will, you know, go elsewhere and seek it out. But, yeah. And from the yeah. comment section, what they were, people were saying is that they, they were thinking that it was, uh, like a, a hardcore gym and they were you know a high attrition rate people were just leaving and what i would say to this is look you have a lot of people coming to your doors you don't have to make it where it's just okay we're going to be a, a a stern gym where we're just going to practice hard all the time you can give people options say for instance you can have a, a woman's class mm-hmm. or a self-defense class, mm-hmm. a fundamental class where people don't roll. Mm-hmm. You can have a class where people just come in and drill. Mm-hmm. And so you give people enough options where they can say, okay, well, I don't want to just come in and just get beat up all the time. Maybe I want to just do that once a week. However, I'll, I can go to this uh, you know, drill class. Mm-hmm. I can go to this fundamental class and not roll or I could go to the women's class and then they can come a, f- a couple of times a week and or three times a week but they can do whatever they want to do they can come just to have fun and, and chill out with the the guys or they can you know uh, come and re- do something that doesn't hurt their body they can relax and then they can do something in a way that's going to keep them in the gym yeah shout out to Kaiju Jiu-Jitsu Spali's academy <laughs> yeah all right all right and so and so the the thing about it is that you if you have a lot of people coming to your gym i don't think that it should be something and this is just the feeling i got i like i said they didn't put much context into it but it felt as if yes they were happy about the high number of people that came through but then the uh, the level of attrition that is just something that you need to to worry about if you want to create a successful business i would think that you you want to make sure that those people that come through the doors they stay in the door yeah you know yeah. stay inside your gym that you know? does make more sense you're right yeah i don't understand it but i don't know i've i've been to a, a lot of gyms and you know what they usually try to do is give you some options they have different classes you know, they try to have classes in the morning and in the evening. Yeah. And if, and you know, the, the instructors try to, you know, they're, they're, they try to help accommodate a lot of different people and a lot of different needs. It can't be a one size fit all. Oh, yeah. You know, you think that's what that's ha- what's happening for that high attrition rate, you say? I, I think, you know, I'm just telling you my feelings that I got from, because like I say, it's about a 30 to 50. The one minute clip okay and so they're not giving you a lot of detail on it but I, I think some gyms what they do is they pride themselves on being hardcore a hard-nosed gym you know fit um, cross <laughs> what is it crossfit crossfit well, that's, 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 <laughs> that's fit cross. fit you know, cross. i have no idea what that is <laughs> well that's uh, that's gym. a christian base uh, oh, uh okay. no i'm just joking it's christian base uh, uh <laughs> fit, cross. Joking. fit cross uh but <laughs> Uh, that's funny <laughs> but but you know we were talking about it as well is that because some people are saying well maybe they are really hard 
in in terms of who they give out their belts to, etc. Mm-hmm. And that's another issue that we were talking about. It's like I think some people think that by withholding the belts that also staves off competition. But mm. I think a lot of people that come to the gym They're not they're, trying to compete like that. They're yeah. just coming to to discover jujitsu yeah. and grappling. Yeah. They don't want to come and take over your business or take over your area, you know, by you giving them belts. It takes a long time anyway to, to, even to get, get a, to that level. Yeah. And even if it's like it's more, you know, I don't know, not everyone has that mindset. Yeah. You know, some people are really designed specifically and even if they did have that mindset, yeah. as much as we know about businesses and their failure rate, just saying. Yeah. Regardless, if you have a good model, you're going to be here for the long haul regardless. Exactly. You know, yeah. as long as you have a good system, but a lot of businesses, you know, that start don't do not succeed. So even if, you know, that were the case, the chances that you'd have that much competition to really deal with probably wouldn't be that much. But you know, exactly. I don't know. I don't, I don't know yeah. why there is this sort of foddering system. I think it sounds like that, right. that's what's happening there. Yeah, because there's so many people exiting. Yeah, because so. uh, fourteen hundred people. You, I mean, people would those are those are excellent numbers it also depends upon how long the gym's been open but it, the way that it was structured it didn't sound like it had been open too long because if you if it's been open for a long time and you only had like let's say two three four years and you only had that many blue belts then something definitely is wrong yeah so what i would say to a lot of people out there you know is try to figure out what your gym can offer to keep those people that do come through the doors to stay in the doors you know because i I would i would rather see them bragging about hey we have 1400 people to come through the door and we have (laughs) you know we have like four or five hundred left you know uh, or that still come through at least the rate should be higher yeah having that many you should have the transition a little bit higher right i mean everybody has you know different issues whether it's you know your pricing Mm -hmm. maybe that may be a factor in that area maybe there are not a lot of jobs yeah i mean it's so many things and factors and they did just give you such a small little clip snippet yeah yeah snippet of a clip to but it's so many factors that can come into play and and it could have been clickbait you know just to get the discussion because here they have us discuss in our podcast that's right right now because it is it's something that you're trying to figure out because you know that that is an issue a lot of times with you know the journey that you're on with the bjj and Mm -hmm. grappling is that you know you do want for all the effort you guys put in you do want that progression right you know so for you know a lot of people who even those who may not admit it you know that it's still something that you would appreciate yeah you know when it does happen yeah. you know for all the hard work you put in so i think this lit a fire on a lot of people because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's something like you know if they saw themselves in that situation yeah. it really would you know send them off yeah you know? and, and you know i know that you know times have changed people are getting better what was considered a blue belt you know 10 15 20 years ago is not the same as a blue belt now but at the the same time I, I, can you unpack that cuz i'm i'm just totally out of loop on oh, what you're talking about okay like, so when i started i started jujitsu nogi in 2004 okay. it was with david Furman in tallahassee florida mm-hmm. and david was a or david excuse david. me david mm-hmm. you know was a, a purple belt 
and he was extremely good. I, I learned so much from him that I carry to this day mm-hmm. in, in my jujitsu game. And what what I'm saying is is that what we were learning then, when I when you know what we were learning then is not as much as what people are learning now. now. Right, and right okay. now, you know, back then we didn't do uh, leg locks like okay. that. Ankle okay. locks existed, but we didn't practice all of the heel hooks, the the K guard inverted game, you know, uh, the the fifty fifty, you know. All those different kinds of things and the, the many variations that come with it, we weren't doing those kinds of things at that time. We weren't doing all of the 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 different. Uh, let's say it was it was it was impossible to find a lot of places that taught gi. Okay. As I mentioned before, I didn't run into gi until 2008. Yeah, so I was doing no gi. Yeah, yeah. So I was practicing for four years. And then when I came back, I started off as a, a white belt because I didn't have any uh, time to, to or a place that I could actually train. Okay. Another thing is I was watching the um, submission. Well, it was a BJJ Fanatics. And Bernardo had on, uh, I think the guys that run um, the Daisy Fresh is named Keith. But he had him on there demonstrating some techniques. He said the first 10 years that he was training, he was learning only from instructionals. Mm. And so learning only from instructionals. For 10 years? For 10 years. Ooh. And he had a wrestling background, but he, he you know, and that's why. In his basement? Yeah, that's why he's so adamant in trying to, to teach people and offer free classes, let those guys live in the gym for as long as they did because of what he experienced in the beginning. So. A lot of the skill sets that we had in the beginning weren't complete. They weren't thorough. Mm-hmm. But and so now you see people they come in and they get a more complete set. Mm. You know, they come in and they get so much that they learned from the very beginning that was not there in the past. Mm. And so, yes, a blue belt now is different from uh, a blue belt then or a purple belt now, you know, is different from a purple belt then. Could they beat them? Who knows? Because it's always you got to you got to. Find out. Found out. You <laughs> so, what is that phrase? You know, you, you got to f, f around and find, find out. out. <laughs> you know, that's the only way that you can you can find out if you can beat someone. You know, uh, who would be better? Oh my goodness! But at the same time, ego, ego. Yeah. But but yeah. So 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 it's 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 a it's a difficult thing to to navigate. But all I really wanted to say was that. As far as retention is concerned, I think that if you do have a high number of people coming through your doors, I don't think it should be a thing of pride to say that, yeah, this is how many is left and, you know, this is what's going on. I think you should say that if so many people interested in the art or sport, how can we keep them interested in the art and sport and still Mm. maintain the integrity of it? Yeah, and grow the community. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think that you can maintain the integrity of it by offering things. You say, hey, look, this is what we offer. We can have it where you, you just drill or you, you can come to the self-defense class or the the, um, the women's only class or whatever the case may be or the fundamental class and don't Or the roll. MMA, what is it? Or Some the, of them get like that MMA competition MMA, sort yeah. of thing. You can do, <laughs> yeah, you can have stuff for the people that want the you know, competition class, MMA class, advanced class for the people that really want to, 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 to advance. But you can say to the people that are taking these other classes that aren't, uh, necessarily building super skills quickly, you can say, listen, you say, but if you really want to advance, these are the classes that you have to take. And they'll know that. 
because some people aren't really there so they can you know fa- advance fast through the rank they might there for the camaraderie they mm-hmm. might be there to lose weight you know skill development or to feel safe when they're walking down the street they might mm-hmm. not want a belt they just want to know okay how can i stop someone from a- attacking me or be confident when i'm walking down the street yeah so if they know then they'll still come they but they have to have options it can't be just an option where you're just going to face a class full of quote-unquote meatheads and who are going to try to stump you out (laughs) and then keep you from coming to class so just be open to not only keeping it open to everybody but also maintaining the integrity of the sport yeah and that's for gym owners that will be future gym owners too exactly especially those people who get into it and they're thinking that you know maybe one day they would like to open you know a bjj academy or gym or something like that that's something to keep in mind for them so exactly so guys thank you once again for listening to our podcast the BJJ Counselor Podcast. Don't forget to check out our books on Amazon and wherever books are sold. You can also check out our rolling and a lot of the videos that we put out. We put out all of the videos of the, the gauntlet. Those were hilarious. Oh, yeah, they were. Oh, <laughs> and, my God. And you can watch those uh, on Mouthguard Comic on Instagram as well as YouTube. So, talk to you later. Peace. Peace.